Welcome to the Leading in Love podcast. If you are a leader in any capacity who is married or considering marriage, you're tuned into the right place. We help leaders take care of their marriages. Remember, you are a successful leader and your marriage and family can be successful too. You don't have to sacrifice leadership for love and you don't have to sacrifice love for leadership. And now, here are your hosts, Gary and Julie. Hey, hey, hey. How's it going, everyone? I hope you're all doing all right. We are so excited. This is our very first episode. Numero uno. The beginning of something remarkable. Mm Mm-hmm. Listen, so today we have a great, great topic for you. What are we talking about, boo? What happens when you get too busy to get busy? To break it right down. One, two, three, four. Too busy to get busy. So what's up, my dear? So here's the deal. We have 24 hours in a day Mm -hmm. to fulfill all of our commitments, right? And sometimes our best strategy is to use longer timelines to get critical things done. Like growing our careers, taking care of our children, and doing stuff in the community. But then what happens? We ignore our marriage. The relationship that has the farthest reaching implications. We need time to grow our love. And if we don't, it'll naturally degenerate. Right. If you just leave uh, your relationship to progress, to time, it'll only get worse. Right. For example, you take your money, you put it under a mattress, it'll be worth less over time. If you leave your relationship to time, when it reaches certain certain stages, when it should have been more mature, you'll find that you're way worse than you were when you began. Mm-hmm. So we get so caught up in the day-to-day, we get so caught up in being busy, that we forget to get busy. To get busy, to get intimate. Right. You know, we all have our our needs. We all know, as human beings... What we've been put here to do. Procreate. Now, if you ain't procre- procreating, you also want to get intimate. You want to get down. So, what is intimacy? Intimacy is very important in a marriage. There's three different levels to intimacy. The first one is psychological. Second, spiritual. And then there's physical. See, on the psychological side... How do we connect? It shows up in types, quality, depth, and breadth of conversations along with your emotional experience. A good way to figure this out is by finding the book, The Five Love Languages. It allows you to actually dissect and see how can you truly connect with your partner from a emotional standpoint. Wait, let me... Uh cut in there okay the book the five love languages who's it by honey you want to tell the people gary chapman very well known book very well known book well known author in regards to relationships the second aspect is the spiritual aspect okay these are your values your principles and religious convictions Again, the first one was the psychological, second, spiritual, because this always leads into the third aspect, which is the physical aspect. It's the touching, it's the kissing, is he kissing you right, is he touching you where you want to be touched, is he rooksing, 
properly, love making. <laughs> what does that look like for you? You don't know. He don't know. She don't know. You got to figure it out. Now, there are several things that make it difficult to be intimate. Right. And you, therefore, have to make being intimate a priority in your marriage. Right. So let's look at all the things that could be impacting our time together. Mm -hmm. right? Because we got to make time. Mm -hmm. So children. Oh, 100%. We Ch have four. Right. So that's taken up a lot of our time. So a lot of our intimacy yeah. is restricted to a lot of conversation. Yeah. Right. We, we talk a lot. We right. make a lot of plans. We yeah. set our vision together. We set yeah. our goals. So we connect on that level, on that psychological level. Right. Spiritually, we will pray together. We'll discuss the Bible. Right. We'll discuss our faith, our direction, where we're we are. Christian. Act. Right. Because right. we're Christian. Mm -hmm. And then physically, now, this one, we got to kind of find time for this. And that's the hard part. That's the hard part because we can't be rolling all over the van. And yeah, we can't. <laughs> we can't just just hit it in the middle of the day. Exactly. And then we want to make somebody's it Somebody's knocking on the door. Right, right, Mommy! Right. So children, so there's, exactly, so the children are already taking up our time. Yeah. And then the children's activities. Right. Because, I mean, our son's into basketball. Right. Our daughter's into gymnastics. Yeah. And Piano she's into basketball. And, and cheerleading. Right. And, so yeah. those things already take up our time. Mm -hmm. uh, running the home. Right. right. The bill's got to be paid. We right. both got to work. Mm -hmm. Right. We got to plan. We got to prepare. So mm -hmm. our time is so limited and then uh we got to fulfill demi demands from parents yeah from our our relatives our right. siblings because they're important to absolutely. us absolutely you know yeah absolutely and, and we have parents that are that are in actual physical need right and that plays a huge aspect for us right mm -hmm. and then of course there's our work schedule because right. we can't we got to kind of work around work yeah you know, work work wants me to be there between 6 a.m and 6 p.m Right. So I got to figure that out. I got to work that into my yeah. schedule as well. And with myself being an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. I mean, especially at that at, at that startup phase, you're in need almost 24 hours a day. You're the one running the show most of the time. Mm -hmm. So my hours are not necessarily stuck between 9 to 5. It goes beyond. It goes into the evenings. It goes into the night. It goes into the weekend. Right. So even our career aspirations, and like you said, your entrepreneurial expectations and mm, aspirations right. and demands, right. that takes up your time. Yeah. So even my own hobbies, you know, there's things that I like doing. There's things that you like doing. Right. That now starts to constrict the amount of time we have in the day right. to get intimate. Exactly. Now, the good thing is that we're able to look at the different areas of intimacy mm -hmm. and try to find ways to connect psychologically, mm -hmm. spiritually, mm -hmm. and then physically, which mm -hmm. is usually the toughest thing to do mm -hmm. right to find that time to get physical and then, like we said there's demands you know from our career aspirations career development our own activities hobbies yeah uh, demands from friends you know every once in a while you got to give some time to your friends the people that matter yeah and of course uh, we're very active in the community so yeah. that takes time as well right so it feels like there's so many things working against our intimacy mm -hmm. so rather than reacting mm -hmm. to what's the external stuff that's right. going to happen anyways. Right. We have to be proactive and take back the time because yeah. making, making time runs deeper than just, you know, finding those minutes in the day. Yeah. To make love quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's, we gotta make sure that we don't occupy our time. Right. Make ourselves so busy. 
Yeah. That were too busy, you know. Yeah. To get jiggy. To get down. <laughs> yes, boo boo. Now the the question there's a question. What if it runs deeper than just making time? Because we're talking about the superficial, and it, it, at times it could just become an excuse. Yeah. Well, you know I'm busy. You know my boss is doing this. You know yeah. I just got a promotion. You know we have four kids. Yeah. Sometimes I think it runs a little deeper than just making time. Yeah. Because I feel that we like to be distracted as human beings. We create habits. Yeah. And we like to be busy. I think we like to be occupied if right. we're not out running or, you know, we're just laying on the couch and we feel unfulfilled. Right. So what if it's a situation where time is available? Yeah. Well, because of the nature of our relationship. Yeah. Then we just f- occupy ourselves with so many things that now busyness becomes an excuse. Right. To not get busy. Or I'm, I'm tired. Right. I'm tired all the time. So now you feel like you haven't connected with your partner. And I feel like a lot of ladies have this issue. They, they're they not connected to their partner from a psychological standpoint and even a spiritual aspect that they're like, you know what? I don't want to go to the bedroom. Yep. So I'm tired, boo-boo. You know, can we do this? Another time. And he's thinking, just turn over. Turn over, just lay there. I mean, you ain't got to do anything. I'll Mm -hmm. take over. Mm -hmm. So for her, before she gets to the physical, she's like, we got to connect psychologically. We got to connect spiritually. Right? And so what areas need to be figured out? Well, you need to know what your insecurities are. You might have some insecurities that you haven't dealt with. You know, I, as as we mentioned, we have four children. I don't look like how I did when we first got married. Neither do I, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, however, with that being said, naturally, a lot of women, right, after having children, they now might feel like this man remembers me from when he first met me. And I don't know if he's still feeling me that way. Is he still attracted to me? So I got to deal with my own insecurities. But that is okay if you want to discuss it. Right. Like, discuss your insecurities. Then, you know, there might be a situation where you might be dealing with betrayal of some sort. You might notice that your spouse might be checking out, you know other people or now you're thinking again because of your insecurities you're thinking that they're busy checking out other people but maybe you might have a situation where you might have actually dealt with betrayal right there might be mistrust or injustice unfulfilled expectations again vocalize tell share what are your concerns and trust that your spouse is going to truly open up their mouths and tell you the truth. Yeah, so basically you're saying that there's the iceberg, and we're probably going to refer to this iceberg a lot. Yeah. And the iceberg is a really good analogy because we all know that an iceberg, what you see on the surface is only 10%. 10%, yeah. 90% of the iceberg is actually below the surface. Yeah. And that's where the stuff that you mentioned, like the insecurities, the betrayal, the mistrust, yeah. the the unfulfilled expectations, yeah. that's what's underneath the iceberg. And you got to dig deep. You got to dig deep. You so what's on the top is, oh, we're not making time. You're busy all the time. That's just a reaction. Yeah. But underneath the iceberg, there's yeah. all these different emotions and Sometimes uh, we push our push away our spouses 
when we're not attentive to their needs. It's just a natural thing. We're not paying attention yeah. to how they're feeling, what they're dealing, what's under their iceberg. Yeah. So we naturally push them away. And we, we're going to talk about this, uh, the low-intensity chronic warfare. Mm-hmm. So because mm-hmm. you have this bickering match going, right? like you're in this, you're locked in this contention, this of fight. Of the 10%. Right. You haven't even gone down deep. You haven't even so gone down even deep. Fighting right. on the down deep. You're right. fighting on the ten percent, and you're thinking, "Why doesn't my partner want to be with me?" Exactly. You know. This why, why? Why? Why doesn't he respect what I say? Yeah. Why doesn't he let me talk? Right. Why isn't he listening? I I asked him to pick up the the dry cleaning after work. Yeah. And he comes home with uh, with takeout food. Yeah. Or new clothes. Yeah. Why isn't he listening to what I'm saying? So or even... why is she just turning over and letting me jump up in it? <laughs> you know, what is the real issue? I just want to jump in. But she's sitting there thinking, like, connect with me, boo-boo. Right. Connect with me. Now, the other thing is um, triggers. Yeah. And we're going to get into triggers uh, at some point. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes uh, when you go to get busy, mm. you might be you know, setting off some of those triggers. Mm. So because your triggers get set off during physical intimacy time or even during conversation right? or even during the psychological connection, because your triggers are constantly getting set off, you want to avoid those things. Mm-hmm. You don't want your triggers to be pushed all the time. You don't want to get sent in that, you know, that psychological spiral where right. now all these really negative strong emotions surface and right. completely changes your profile, your personality profile for the mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. So to avoid those things, you just occupy yourself mm-hmm. elsewhere. Right. Right. So those are things that, you know, in case sometimes it's not just making time. Sometimes we occupy the time yeah. to prevent ourselves from being busy. Yeah. Quote unquote, you know, getting busy. Yeah. Because, we don't want to mm-hmm. get busy mm-hmm. because of how it makes us feel. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it does run deeper than just time. Yeah. But I think a good analysis is to start looking at the amount of time that you have, mm-hmm. what you're doing, what you're not doing. And then if that's not enough, then now you got to go below the iceberg and see what's happening there. Right, right. right. So the next thing we want to look at is maybe we could give some, we could give some strategies on how to deal with this stuff. So how do you find time? Well, here's the thing. I think one of the first things you have to do, let's start with the time analysis. Okay. Let's start with that. Minimize the things that need your time. Okay. So there are certain things that are going to take precedence. Your kids. Yes. Your kids' activities. Yes. Maybe your kids don't need to be doing um, cello, violin, like four stringed instruments, orchestra, diving class, and swimming class. Uh, basketball, art class. Maybe yeah. they, don't, they don't need to be doing nine things. It might be too much. It might, and then depending on the amount of children you have, yeah. now it just multiplies. Right. So come to a realistic number of activities that you know are going to help your kids. That's yeah. not going to diminish yeah. their abilities anyways. Right? Yeah. Because there comes a point where you're just doing too much. You know, even 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 with with you and I, we are like heavily involved in the community that is one of our biggest desires mm-hmm. is to make sure that we're involved in the community and we're helping the society move forward 
and we had to put it on hold for a minute, right? Or reduce it for a minute. Now that our children are older and that they're more independent, now we're able to engage back into the community. Right. So, yes, it's children, but all of those extracurriculars that you're doing, prioritize, start prioritizing and looking at, okay, what are some things that we could be either cutting down or removing within our life that's not going to take away or come up or help me come up with an excuse of why I'm too tired to get close to my to my man. No, you're absolutely right. So basically we got to know exactly what our commitments are. Mm-hmm. Know the things that are taking up your time and know exactly how much time they take. Mm-hmm. So how much of your 24 hours of the day or mm-hmm. how much of your 168 hours of the week yeah. is this thing occupying? Right. And then what is the real consequence of not committing to that activity? Yeah. Because there's time and seasons. Maybe it's a good idea to do certain things in the summertime. Your kids are home. Maybe it's a better idea to do it in the fall. Maybe it's not such a good idea to do it in winter because of all the driving and all that stuff, right? So you got to be cognizant of the real consequence of not doing certain things. Maybe the time that you spend volunteering, somebody else should really fulfill that role for that time being. Right. doesn't mean you have to be disconnected from the activity, but just... Realize how exactly how much time you're taking to do things yeah. and measure the real consequence of not doing it. Yeah. Because if you not doing it means that the whole thing shuts down, then that should probably creep up a little bit on the list. Yeah. And now you have to accommodate or work it out with your spouse to make sure it's not overriding the family's priorities. But yeah. just make sure also that you don't just put that in your head that I am so heavily needed in this that it's going to shut down. Absolutely. Because so get as, the information. Get the information. Get the full information. Because as leaders, we sometimes take on things a lot more and, 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 and put more weight on them than, it really than is. there really is. And to find out that you can be easily replaced. Of, right. A lot of things. You're right. A lot of things you can easily be replaced. And it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. But don't put yourself up high up on the chair, boo-boo. Take yourself down. <laughs> Take your pride down. You can be replaced. So make sure you get intimate with your boo. Okay. So, so that's the first one. Minimize the things that need your time. The second thing is commit early to spending time with your spouse and do not break the commitment. Mm. Okay? So, honey, I can't wait to see you tonight. Send a text. Honey, can't wait to get intimate. And you know what? When nighttime come, 9 p.m., 9.30, 10, 11, whatever the case is, Mm. do not break the commitment. Because if you break the commitment once, you'll break it again. And then next thing when you send that text, you you won't even get a reply with a kissy face. You'll just get a reply with question mark. Yeah. And that ain't cool. 100%. And you know what? Those are like my favorite texts. Where I know, okay, get yourself ready, pull out the pretty little panties because your boo-boo's coming home. Yes. Or I'm ready Hang to him up on the front door. drop it like it's hot when you get... Then he knows, okay, she's coming through today. Did I just say hang him up on the front door? I, no, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, next thing. Communicate mm. early and often. So, for example, honey, I have a busy week coming up at work. Mm. Okay, what's going on next week? Well... I have a project chart and report due. I already feel stressed. Your response, thanks for letting me know. 
I promise to help you get through it. Yeah. How about we take a few nights together afterwards? Right. So that that's a big deal. When you communicate early and often, what you're doing is that you're sharing the accountability. Mm. You're giving your spouse an opportunity to fit themselves into what you're doing. Right. Rather than feeling isolated or ostracized, they now feel like they're part of that thing that you're doing, mm-hmm. which is important. So now they can be patient and actually help you get through that and once you're through it, now they're willing to celebrate with you because they were with you the entire time. Right. Not you taking off and coming back home and then now they're supposed to be happy to see you. Right. It's, honey, here's what's happening today. Here's what I'm going to be feeling. Right. I'm going to need your support. Right. That's what happens when you communicate early and often. And within that communication, you have the psychological aspect going. Uh-huh. You might have the spiritual aspect going where every day, you know, you got to lean on each other for strength. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. you gotta re re-examine your morals, your values, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm doing contributing to what we believe in? Right, and then it gets to a point where now we can help your spouse unwind on the evening time, and then you get that few days together mm-hmm. because you planned it and you've shared the responsibility. Mm-hmm. The next one would be be sensitive to the other person's commitments. You see, using affirming words to show to show that you care and understand. Don't say stuff like, you work too much, or why don't you like being home? Say, I appreciate your contribution to our family, but I love it when you're home. Wow. Those mean so much more, 100% more, okay? The next step would be know how to welcome each other home. If you're the first one to come home, it'll be nice. You know, for 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 you to welcome your spouse home. What does your wife or husband like to do when she or he walks into the house after a a troubling day? Give them enough time to settle in and help them settle in. Put the kids to bed. Put the dishes away. Now, even if it's a point for us, we have young children. As soon as, you know, daddy walks walks through those doors... They're rushing, hi, daddy, mm-hmm. da, 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 et cetera, et Which cetera. is good. Which is Makes nice. Feel real it's good. great. He feels welcomed and all of that from the children. Allow those children to have their moment. And then you also show your moment that you're excited to have them home. Not just, okay, daddy feels welcomed by the children and that's good enough to represent me. No, it doesn't represent you. Or mommy's home. You know, and 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 the children have have shown that we appreciate her home. Mm. No, it doesn't. Pour herself, pour her a nice glass of wine. If she likes to have a glass of wine in the evening, do that for her. Allow her to have her little moment to be by herself. Right, I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Another thing I we I'd suggest or we'd suggest is start the day together and then wind down the day together. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in these moments, you're telling stories. You mm-hmm. might be praying together. Mm-hmm. You might be reading together or sharing about something that you read, mm-hmm. share something funny, mm-hmm. uh, play a game. There's mm-hmm. so many things. Make sure you start the day together. Yeah. Start the day engaging in the psychological aspect, the spiritual aspect, yeah. uh, possibly the physical aspect. Yes. And then at the end of the day, after you guys have ran your own individual course, such as at work, uh, in your business, whatever the case is, face your challenges, now you're back home. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay. Tell me how the day went, Mm -hmm. right? Even when you're starting your day, a good thing to do is to share your anticipation for the day, Mm -hmm. right? So that your spouse might say, okay, 
Um, my husband said that he was going to be in a meeting from 11 to 1. So that mm. means he's skipping over lunch because I know he usually takes lunch at noon. He's probably going to be a little bit drained at 1. Mm-hmm. Let me just call him to see how he's doing. Or right. send a quick text message. Hey, I hope you had, you had a chance to eat. You know, because I know you might have missed your lunch. Right. And don't forget that your energy level gets low when you don't eat. Right. And then you get irritable. So I love, you know, just something to remind yeah. them that you're still journeying with them through the day. Mm-hmm. Then at the end of the day, mm-hmm. now you talk about how that all went. Right. So you start the day together and you wind down the day together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, one of my greatest things is when my husband, is he knows, you know what, my wife has a big client showing up. You know, she was working all week to put together a, a proposal. And when he comes to me and he's the first person to ask, hey, how did it go? What was the challenge? Now, first of all, I'm already getting drained just even prepping for it. So his pep talk at the beginning of the day mm-hmm. really gets me geared up that I'm going in the right direction. And I know I am doing what I'm doing best. At the end of the day, when I'm able to 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 hear from him even ask me how it went and all of these. I'm ready because I know he's going to be asking for it. You know what I mean? Anyways, moving along. This is, I like this one. Um, give each other space. Yeah. Now, I'm a little bit older. Still play basketball. It hurts when I play basketball because I come home hobbling or oh, go yes. to work hobbling, whatever the case is. But... My wife knows that I need to be on the court at least once or twice a week. Right. That's how I get my fitness in. That's how I get my running in. Yeah. You know, getting up and down the court. Can't really do much, but just being up and down the court, it frees my mind a little bit, and yeah. I get the exercise that I need. Yeah. And she gives me the space that I need to get that done. I have to. Now, I have to be fair. I normally play basketball in the morning where I'm not really needed because our kids are a little bit more independent. They could get themselves ready for school. Yeah. They get on the bus. And then I'm not taken away from, you know, the family time. So I'm not playing basketball at 6 p.m. during dinner time or Mm -hmm. during the kids' activities time. Mm -hmm. But if I say I need to get to bed a little bit earlier, my wife's not going to stress me out because I say I need to get to a little bit earlier so I could wake up at 5.30 to go play basketball for 6.30. Right. She doesn't give me a hard time. She gives me that space. Yeah. And then if occasionally I might know of a run that's happening on a Wednesday night at 9 p.m., yeah. She's not going to say, here, you played basketball this morning. Why are oh. you doing it? She's going to say, yeah, I know why you're doing it. Go play. He'll come home, you know, look at the stairs like it's Mount Everest. <laughs> and then he'll climb, into, he'll climb into the bathtub and I let him do it. It irritates me sometimes because I'm like, dude, why are you climbing Mount Everest? But at the end of the day, this is his thing. This is what he enjoys to do. Mm-hmm. I give him his space. You do it, you know? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, this one, I think you... Uh, the last you, one, yeah. I would say, is vacation together. Vacation together is so, so important. Now, it doesn't always necessarily mean that you have to go away. You know, it is an hour a day. Find an hour a day where you can just be together. Have the conversations, just like how we were saying. Right. It could be on the phone. It could be you guys meeting together for lunch. You could even break it up. It could be half an hour in the morning and then half an hour in the evening. Then find one activity 
per week that you enjoy to do. It could be you guys exercising together. It could be your date night where you go out and just explore a new restaurant, uh, go see a movie, um, explore your 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 local city, right? Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite things to do is, is explore our own city and see what's new, what's popping. One day a month, a full day, a month. Now that again is very difficult to do, but find that day. Again, do a nice little staycation. You know, do a staycation where you go um spend the weekend or if you could the weekend, but if it's just one day, do it where you can go and 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 just be within a hotel space even if you're just in the hotel itself and you're ordering room service. Yep. That is you guys spending that time together. You're reading, you're talking, you're rooksing, you're having time together. And then one week in a year. That is hard to do, but it's also not hard to do because you can find the time if you create the time. Now, the other thing is, again, we talked about time being a factor. And I think some of the examples that we gave had a time factor uh, uh, attributed to it. But listen, if it's more than just making time and you find that you're busying yourself to avoid your spouse, then this you're at a critical point in your relationship and you have to take care of this. Okay, if there's triggers cropping up, you have to address them. Mm-hmm. If there's frustrations popping up, you have to address those things. And, you know, you might have to modify how you talk to each other. Right. You might have to modify your behaviors. Yeah. Now, this is, things like this are can be difficult to do out of your own. But this is an opportunity for you to seek some professional help. Mm-hmm. And you're always going to hear us talk about the importance of getting professional help in your marriage. Because these professionals, they have the interventions they have the strategies that can help you right. to get better in your marriage. And they set you up. That's what these professionals do. They set you up. They, they, they help guide you. It's up to you to implement. You have to go in with the mindset of saying, what out of these strategies do we feel is going to work the best for us? Absolutely. So... Make sure you're not too busy to get busy. To get down. And if you're finding you're if you're finding that you're making yourself too busy to mm. get busy, then you need to unbusy yourself to get busy. Mm-hmm. Right. Make sure you cover all grounds. People who don't have at least a mental connection won't have a physical connection. Right. And you know what? Even if you start out having a mental connection and you're not deliberate about it, you'll Mm -hmm. find that as that deteriorates, your physical connection will soon follow. Mm -hmm. It'll drop off pretty quick. Mm -hmm. Bottom line is, you are more complete. Your relationship is more complete. There's a higher level of intimacy when you're connected on all fronts. Mm -hmm. So, how are you doing in your intimacy the intimate part of your relationship how are you dividing your time to accommodate for intimacy in your relationship that's the big question yes sir all right everybody that is our feature for today thank you for tuning in to another to a conversation our very first conversation about leadership and marriage 
with yours truly, Juliana and Gary. Yes. Well, yeah. Hope you had some wonderful takeaways. Uh, Thank you for hanging out with us. We love spending time with you. Remember, you're a successful leader, and your marriage and family can be successful 